0: Hi, it's Craig and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: It's Craig and Lucky on Friday morning, heading into the Canada Day. or not Canada Day, Family Day. Right. Long weekend. Canada Day would be better.
0: You're a little bit ahead.
1: Cook some uh, burgers and sit in the corner and drink beer. But right. it's Family Day. And by the way, I don't remember how this came to be. I know we've had it now for probably the better part of a decade or maybe uh, maybe more. It's a, it's a relatively new holiday but do we remember why the government decided we needed this holiday
0: uh no it's provincial i believe too yeah because right? some
1: provinces have it some don't
0: yeah um i know there was a big push on to to add more holidays uh throughout the year mm. uh and remember they were talking about actually making uh like st patrick's day a holiday right they wanted to do something like that like like a like a Guinness Day or something like that, <laughs> but I, I can't remember why they came up with Family Day.
1: And it's, it's really, as we said, po- uh, positioned in the worst spot. You know, you've just come off of Valentine's, where you had to show some uh, interest in your spouse, and now <laughs> 70, 72 hours later or something, you got to show interest in your kids. Uh, and there's, a, you know, and then March Break is, is coming up. Uh, it's, it's a, and I always um. I know when the push for holidays was on, uh, a lot of employers would say, well, look, yeah, that's all fine and good. But every time there's a stat holiday, I got to pay time and a half. You know, it costs me a lot more to, uh, to to keep my business open. And uh, so certainly I would think more holidays, probably not uh, the best for... Uh, for business owners but then uh, and even with march break you know how far off is march break now it's like
0: probably just a couple of weeks couple of weeks and you're right right
1: back in it again
0: right yeah but i guess this one march break is only a holiday for the kids and teachers right right other one other people have to take it off or find some sort of care for their kids
1: yeah and i guess that's my point yeah it's, it's there's the cost involved right I mean, I've I've always, with my kids, I was always kind of blessed, I guess, that it, working in this business, I was never able to take the March break off because we were always in ratings and you can't be away during ratings. So while all my uh, kids' friends were off in, you know, Daytona Beach
0: or something and say, sorry, we can't go anywhere. Um, uh, just reading quickly, it's a, it, basically it was a, a campaign promise of Dalton McGinty. Oh, really? Right. Well, uh, he should
1: pay for all of us to do something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're still paying for him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was a campaign promise that he'd put out there. Hmm. And they'd say, hey, if I win and become premier, I'll give you another holiday. Yeah. And, and that's the basic knowledge of so many voters is what we'll go for. Oh, a holiday. All right. Yeah. Let's get them in there. I remember. They won't blow billions on something.
1: No, not at all. I think I remember us a, a few years in a row when the kids were young, we'd book into some kind of hotel with a pool. Okay. You know, spend the weekend, or at least a couple of nights. Anyhow, maybe like the Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah, it's February. They can go for a swim inside right. the hotel, and Daddy can try to get a leg over while they're in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> he's not drowning. He's so, not. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's <laughs> he's seven. He can swim. I paid for the lessons. It's funny, you go. Uh, you'd walk through the uh, the pool area of the hotel. And it would be either uh, earlier in the morning or mid-afternoon <laughs> that there was a lot of kids <laughs> swimming on their own. <laughs> it was really sad yesterday to hear that uh, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with dementia, dealing with other health issues, and he retired because of those health issues. And now it's gone one step further. He's only sixty-seven years old, and you know, if, if you're, if you're. Uh, John McClane, man. Yeah, well, if you're of a certain age, man, he was so important to your to your entertainment. You know, going back to uh, the show he did with Sybil Shepard. Moon, uh, Moonlighting, I Moonlighting, believe is yeah. what it was called. And that was terrific and funny. Uh, and he was just in so many great movies. And, of course, yeah, as you said, Die Hard and John McClane. Uh, it's it's just really
0: sad. Really good in The Sixth Sense, too.
1: Oh, it was brilliant. He, yeah. he did a bunch of terrific, terrific movies. Um, His family has said that uh, we're so moved by the love you've all shared for our dear husband, father, and friend during this difficult time. Your continued compassion, understanding, and respect will enable us to help Bruce live as full a life as possible. That was signed by his uh, wife, kids, and uh, ex-wife, Demi Moore. They ask that if any immediate attention is to be focused on it, please shine a light on the disease that needs far more awareness and research. Mm -hmm. Yippee-ki-yay forever. Man, yeah. Man, he was so great. He is so great. I mean, he's still alive, but to think of the life he's led, right? At only sixty-seven, and he's not going to remember most of any of it.
0: No, it's brutal. And he handled the. Didn't he, I think he handled the Demi Moore stuff pretty classy too. For yeah. all that kind of went down and a high-profile relationship she had afterwards with much younger men.
1: Yeah, they remained very close. Yeah. I mean, if you if you saw his roast, she showed up. And she That's was a right, part of that. yeah. She has been a part of his, uh, his care uh, ever since. I think she moved, like, back into the house or something. Really? Yeah, supposedly. It's him, it's the wife. And they had three children, him and Demi Moore, yeah. three daughters. I think they're all, if she's not in the house, she's there all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, assisting, yeah. Uh, Don Lemon from CNN taking some heat after Nikki Haley uh, has uh, announced her uh, run to be the Republican presidential nomination. She took a shot at both Trump and Biden, saying that America is not past our prime, just our politicians are past theirs. She's also calling for a mandatory mental competency test for uh, politicians over 75. Nikki's only 51. So Don Lemon, while discussing her comments with two female co-hosts, said, um, Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. When a woman is considered in her prime, she's in her 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s. Right. Yeah, so um, he doubled down on that. He said, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, she just isn't in her prime, according to Google or whatever it is. Well, Nikki even called him out, and now he uh, he's apologized and walked that back.
0: So. <laughs> it's amazing that he would say something like that. mm and have to be forced to apologize and walk it back. But Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. can say whatever the hell he wants to say.
1: Yep. It's um, because left-wing people, we said it before, they they shoot
0: themselves in the foot. Right. They're so afraid of looking bad. And, and to be honest, she's not. she is not wrong in the sense that, you know, when politicians get over 75, Joe Biden shouldn't be running again. Mm. <laughs> like, but neither like, should Trump. He's neither, only a year young. younger. And ne- neither should Trump, right? The, the, there should be... A best before date on some of that.
1: Although, okay, at first thought, I agree with you. But then there's this real problem with ageism now. Right. I mean, Mick Jagger is only nine months older or younger, one of the two, than Joe Biden. Right. You know, just because you're old, if you're competent, you've lived a life. You've right. seen a lot. I don't know that a 51-year-old Nikki Haley would be any better a
0: president than a 70 no. something Joe Biden No and it, that was by no means to be an endorsement of her
1: No right. no I'm not saying that I'm just we're, I'm am kind of defending right. age in that we're so quick to say well he's 78 put him out to pasture right. He no. seems frail is right. part of the problem physically he maybe doesn't seem like he's up to the job
0: we never heard anybody say Trump was too old I don't remember that and uh, spoiler alert we were watching the uh, the mass Singer this week and Dick Van Dyke was on there. 93 years old. And is that up, all he is? I up, thought he was closer uh, to 100. Up there singing and dancing. Oh, wow. no, sorry, 97. It's, You're yeah. right, 97. Yeah. Up there singing and dancing and they, yeah. they just went into fra- fragilistic. I can't even say it. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious.
1: He he's saying the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, no, we, we have to, um, you know... Listen, we're all living longer now and that that's, you know, tough for some to take. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I just think if he's... He, listen, he's done, as far as I understand, he's done more in his presidency, Biden has, than Obama ever did. That You know, that's saying something. Yeah. He's accomplished more than Obama did. So anyhow, I would say on the right, having, and I don't know anything about Nikki Haley, uh, I've seen her interviewed, I've heard her speak a few times. She seems competent. It'd probably be great for politics, especially for the Republican Party, to have a a female running. Because right right now, it's so, here I go with the old thing, but it's so old and white
0: and boys, (laughs) you know. And I don't say men, boys. Put it in complete disarray as if it's not already. Yeah. Anyhow.
1: So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that moving forward. I like this. Actors who uh, declined or got rejected uh, for shady or petty reasons. From movie roles, Michelle Pfeiffer was up to play the role of Vicki Vale in 1989's Batman, but Michael Keaton was her ex-boyfriend, and he didn't want her in the part because he was trying to get back with his ex-wife at the time. Wow! She did end up playing Catwoman in the sequel. Yeah. Robin Williams was offered the part of the Joker in Batman, but when he got back to them, they said they'd already given it to Jack Nicholson. Apparently, Robin was just the bait to get Jack... To get off the pot and commit to the role. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Richard Gere was supposed to be in the 1974 movie, The Lords of Flatbush. But during a lunch break, he spilt mustard and chicken on Sylvester Stallone and they got into a fight. (laughs) Stallone said the director had to make a choice. One of us had to go. One of us had to stay. Richard was given his walking papers and to this day, he hates me.
0: It was the gerbil's fault. (laughs) (laughs) He spilt the mustard.
1: Uh, When Meryl Streep auditioned for the 1976 King Kong remake, the producer, who was Italian, told someone that she was too ugly for the part. He said it in Italian, thinking Meryl wouldn't understand, but she did. Wow. Uh, Olivia Wilde was up uh, for the Margot Robbie part in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was initially, initially told she was too sophisticated for it. She later found out that they thought she was just too old. Hmm. Will Smith could have been Neo in The Matrix, but he decided to go with Wild Wild West instead, and it flopped. His reasoning at the time was he thought Wild Wild West would be a bigger hit. And Russell Crowe declined to play Wolverine in the X-Men franchise because he didn't want to be overly associated with wolves since his character in Gladiator was. Apparently he didn't realize that a Wolverine isn't a wolf. It's more closely related to weasels, badgers, and ferrets. Oops. Any trouble... Uh Sleeping, Boy, it can be uh, tough when you're lying there in bed, especially if your partner is sawing logs and you're staring up at the roof. Well, some researchers figured out that um, thinking back on happy memories can help you fall asleep. Mm. Supposedly it's called uh, savoring. The goal is to recreate the positive emotional state of an experience in your mind. It can be a happy memory. It can be any happy memory. But instead of just thinking about it, you have to close your eyes and imagine yourself back there. So if the memory is like sitting on a beach in Aruba or something, you got to feel the sun on your face, hear the sound of the
0: waves, smell the ocean breeze. Right. Seems like a lot of work. (laughs) I I heard something interesting recently, um, and I think I knew this already, but they were talking about just how detrimental it is to hit snooze. Oh, yeah? And how bad it is for you. To hit the snooze button. And it happens so often. I do it all the time. But it feels sometimes like the best sleep you get is the nine minutes that you've hit snooze. Right, right. Um, And what the sleep expert was saying is basically the the alarm cuts off your sleep cycle. And when you hit snooze, you immediately start a new sleep cycle. But a sleep cycle takes like anywhere from like 60 to 75 minutes to complete. Oh, okay. Uh, And so getting nine minutes basically cuts that off again. And it puts you into a brain fog that can take three or four hours to really get through. I bet.
1: No, I know. I've, I, I've heard um, often, uh, you know, the, this that uh, doing this kind of job or any job that, um, and for most people, getting up at an ungodly hour, even if you're getting up at six or seven in the morning, you need that alarm to wake you up. And it is not good for your health. Your body actually needs to come out of its sleep naturally. Right. Um, and that's also, and I didn't realize this until a little while back, it's also why we um, we wake up with bad breath in that our body is going through its uh, cleansing cycle. Mm. And so uh, it's it's when your body's getting rid of toxins and such. And that's so if you're woken up uh, at, like, say, 3 or 4 in the morning as we are, and you brush your teeth and you get about your day, but then by about 7, 7.30 in the morning, you're like, I think my breath stinks. <laughs> because your body's still in its cleansing. Really? Yeah, it's still uh detoxing because oh. you got taken out of your uh, sleep cycle. Interesting. And some nights too I uh, I find for me anyhow, especially on weekends, Sunday's going into Monday mornings, uh I will feel like I haven't slept. Like it, to me when the alarm goes off, it feels like I've been lying there awake all night. Right. I mean obviously I haven't. I did sleep. No. But it just feels like you, you haven't.
0: Yeah. When I did the, the sleep study for my apnea, that, I, to me, it was really, you know, pardon the pun, eye-opening. But it was it right. it was it was crazy because I felt like I didn't sleep. And when you go in there, the amount of wires they put on you, it's it's incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I think I couldn't do and it. And it seems like the most unnatural environment to sleep. Someone else's bed in a strange room hooked up to these wires with cameras and microphones watching and listening right. to you. And like, how the hell am I ever going to sleep? And I didn't think I slept at all, right? And because of all this thing going on, it's not like you can take God's sleeping pill. No, which would be you go. great on the video. Right. Yeah. What and- is he doing to himself? <laughs> Why is the EKG going crazy right now? <laughs> um, but and, and I thought I didn't sleep at all. And they're like, no, you got like five hours of REM. Like it was it, like huh. an unbelievably deep sleep for that certain time period. But I really felt like I didn't. Yeah. Now with the new uh, Fitbits and all of that, you know, Maria's with
1: hers, it, it measures her amount of sleep and right. them sleep and all that. I would say of God's sleeping pill, sure, you can try the happy memories. I've also done this more often than I'd like to admit. Just power back a pint. <laughs> Get out of bed and just shoot one back. <laughs> it is Friday, heading into the uh, family day weekend. We have plans. Are we going anywhere? What are we doing?
0: Uh, hockey. Yeah. Hockey. More hockey. When does that end? Uh, mother month, I think. Another couple of years. How old's Evan? Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. Two years he's couple A couple of years, I would say, yeah.
1: Once uh, once he gets a girlfriend and starts smoking weed, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be over.
0: <laughs> it will be completely dream, over. The dream is past, so it's it's more just yeah. it's the fun. You're riding it out. Right. Yeah. I, I would even suggest the house league for the
1: next couple of years.
0: Uh, a lot do. Yeah, right. What's the drop point? down and and go play. It's it's a matter of the, how much they want to play and mm-hmm. and be on the ice and practice. Really, is what it comes down to, mm-hmm. and games too. You play a lot more games and rep, but um, and, and what level they want. You can go down, score a ton of goals, and have fun, and just kind of skate around. Preparation for beer league. Um, yeah, it is. It's it, and
1: listen, I understand uh, as much as I mock it and make fun of it. I, I get the whole. Uh, my son played sports. I, I get it. I, I totally understand. I understand, and yet it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. When you think of the, like, the stupidity of the money that is spent. Mm-hmm. for For what
0: real purpose in the grand scheme of things? It's funny because, you know, they've said recently, like, oh, you know, March break's coming. Can we go away? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. One, you have hockey. Mm-hmm. And two, all that money that would go into those trips is in hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, can we go? Why don't we go on a, like a ski trip? Like, yeah, love to quit hockey. That's what it comes the, down to. And you had the two of them in it, yeah.
1: <sighs> like, do you other parents? Did you see other parents having two and three kids playing hockey? Yes. Yeah, man, I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess people just run up their lines of credit to the to the max to get this stuff done. It's I. I mean, an all right living when my kids, uh, when my youngest was playing, and I remember it even being tough. And all he played was select,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, listen, there's everyone's got a different lot and how they do things, and and uh, and where they're comfortable living in debt. We're we're all, for the most part, living in some sort of debt. It's just to to what your comfort level is, Um, and you know, there's a there's an element of kind of keeping up with the Joneses. In it, where, you know, wow, boy, little Richie's in, in extra development. Maybe we should be, too. All of that costs so much money. And and, mm-hmm. and so many parents really need to take a step back and put things into perspective on so many levels. Well, they, one, for what their kids' desire in the game is. Right. Right? Are they, do- are, are they doing it because they love it or because you love it? Right. Right? You know, to really and truly assess what is the, not only desire, but mm. the, the talent level that you're dealing with. Kid, Is there any kind of chance? Yeah. And, and, and listen to those around you who, who do talk about it, because so many can't see past the blinders of their own kid.
1: Too. Well, yeah, and look, I mean, in my situation, I had one who was totally into sports and the other who could care less about it, which obviously he got that trait from me. Right. Um, and, I, you know, because I think that way, I was fine with that. Also, my pocketbook was fine with that. But I'm sure there's a lot of parents, and I don't know how you would have dealt with it. Both of your boys wanted to play. Mm-hmm. But if one or either of them had said, eh, it's not my thing, would you have been fine
0: with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, a lot of parents uh, wouldn't be. You know what? I, I think I would have said early on, let's try it. Mm-hmm. All right? Because the, both of my boys started in, in house league or mm-hmm. learned to skate. And, and let's try it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Could have mm-hmm. recognized very early on sure. that it's not for them. Like you know, as much as Evans will likely go till he's fourteen or fifteen, Christian, I don't think will go as as long mm-hmm. um, because you know, as much as he loves it, loves the team atmosphere of it, I don't know if he's really driven in the game as much. I don't <laughs> think he is. Right. But and and when hitting comes into play. That changes a lot from for many kids, right? Yep. They're like, ah, why? I don't, I don't want this. I'm seeing every other game a buddy of mine going down with some injury, yeah. Um, because hitting happens at, at, at such a, a crazy age now, where they're turning thirteen and starting to hitting. You've got kids anywhere from four foot eight to six foot two mm-hmm. on the ice playing against each other.
1: Yeah, it really, I think, from my experience, it's all one hundred percent based on what their friends are up to. Very much, and and I I think that if Evan uh, and if he's got if his core group of friends are hockey players and they carry on, he probably will as well. But the minute they start to bail and he starts to find himself in a dressing room with guys he doesn't know, uh, he'll just go. I forget. I remember, like even for me, I remember David being like fifteen, maybe. Six, maybe he went to 16. Nah, I don't think so. Maybe he younger. Anyhow, I remember finally that final season being in the rink and not recognizing any of the parents. You know, it was just a new group of kids. Everybody yeah. he had played with had packed it in. They went and
0: got part-time jobs. So that was, happens every every year, every season, right? Yeah. A couple move in, a couple move out. And the, the dynamic of the team changes. Yeah. But I think what's important for, for my kids, too, and what I, I see in it, is that the hockey team is the one kind of unified friend group that they have. Mm. Um, and that they're, you know, they, they see each other all the time. They joke around in the room. They're on the road trips. They're on the, the hotels and the tournaments. Uh, and they bond through that and, and their love of the game. Outside of that, uh, you know, it's so hard to get kids off a device. right. Um, and and in school, there are so many different kind of cliques and groups. And mm-hmm. and sure, sure they're going to naturally uh, kind of gravitate to the sporty side of things, the jock mm-hmm. side of things, being athletes. But at the same time, it is a consistent group mm-hmm. that they're with. And, and I think that's actually good for them. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to spend. It's on. a lot
1: of money for the, something to be good for them. You know, technology uh, moves so fast, moving faster now than it ever has. And so for uh, many adults, because of technology, and when we say adults, we mean anybody kind of 18 and beyond. For many adults, there's a lot of things that they've just never done. For example, many adults say they've never sent a letter in the mail. I was actually at the uh, post office yesterday, had to send something out. And it was um, quite the lineup. I was actually surprised because... I can't remember the last time I was at the post office. Right. Uh, Not that there was anybody under the age of 60 uh, besides me. Uh, Never sent? Yeah. Many adults, they've
0: never sent a letter in the mail. Yeah, I guess. I mean, mean, if you're in your early 20s. Jobs, uh, resumes, all of that are all done
1: electronically now.
0: Yeah. Trying to think of what the last letter I would have sent would have been, and I I can't remember. I remember sending some job applications mm-hmm. through the mail. Yep, yeah. But if you're uh, like you know, Christmas cards, I guess would be about it. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, if you're still doing that type of thing. Well, most of those switch to e cards anyway, or an email update.
1: Mm-hmm. But again, it's of a certain age, right? So, yeah, you know, my boys certainly. It's a different generation from from your. Group of uh, peers. Uh, many adults have never owned a landline, never used dial-up internet, right? Never used a public payphone. Uh, there are adults who have never watched a DVD. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I guess Blu-ray, but yeah. still. Uh, there are adults who have never played music on a uh, on a record player. Although, when asked, many young people uh, have an interest in vinyl. It still seems to be hanging on. You see stores uh, doing fairly well selling records. And not for cheap. Have you ever gone in and priced vinyl? No, it's expensive. It's expensive. Well,
0: and and what's interesting, too, it's not just classic vinyl. Like, this week, we're giving away, uh, at the Rock.fm, Monaskin's album right. on vinyl. On vinyl. Right. Yeah. So, even the new albums are still being pressed on vinyl.
1: Uh, there are adults who have never played video games at an arcade. <sighs>
0: Man, I used to love the arcade. Yeah, like there's just not enough. Like there's downtown, there's one right um, by the uh, the brew house there, mm-hmm. by Steam Whistle, um, and then there's Dave and Buster's, like like adult arcades. Yeah, and, and there's a few that are still happening. There's one downtown Whippy that's got like classic arcade games. But I just love the arcade.
1: Oh, me too. Listen, it was probably the bane of the existence of anybody who had a store in a mall because it was really just the place where people went to buy weed and hang out. Right. It was really, you know, when an arcade came into a uh, and what a great money scam. Like outside of the cost whoever owned the arcade, outside of their I guess the overhead of renting the uh the machines, the games. Mm-hmm. It was just a money maker. Like there was no you didn't really need employees. You had right. to need somebody walking around making sure the games worked or if there was a problem with one. But it was just a money grab.
0: I remember growing up um, at the corner of, of Taunton and Simcoe in Oshawa, there was a donut shop. Mm. And it had a couple of always had a couple of video games in it. And the amount of time I spent, there, and my dad, too, we'd go and get a, oh, really? <laughs> a couple of donuts and sit and play video games. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. But, but you also didn't have them... In the house, as freely available, That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You needed a pocket full
1: of quarters. Um, yeah. Now they have. I, I notice in some malls they have that virtual
0: uh, play yeah. area that nobody's ever in. Right. They just seem to sit empty. You book into a VR space. Yeah. And now they have like basically VR driving ranges. Oh, really? You can, and it's all it's all automated. Like, there's no one in there. You wow. basically you book online. You you get the code to unlock the door. And you go in, you hit balls for whatever allotted time you have. And then leave. There are many adults who have never used a printer at home, never
1: paid for something with a check, never typed on a typewriter. Right. Never owned a dictionary. Yeah. Never used a physical roadmap to get anywhere. Never purchased a newspaper. Never used a phone book.
0: Every now and then I've got to dig out a check because something like online needs a void check. Yep. You're like, oh, you remember that that was a system. And even worse, like taking cash out, like the old withdrawal method where you had a bank book and you had to go fill out a withdrawal slip. Yeah, and stand in line. You know, the old Seinfeld bit. Like, you basically had to write yourself a check to take your own money out.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned having to uh, give a void check. I had to recently do that for stuff for my dad to take over some of his accounts until all of his stuff is settled up. And... um. So I went digging, just like you, and I came across a a box full of old checks. (laughs) But they were, the address on it was like four homes
0: ago. Right, yeah.
1: And just keep scratching it out and writing in the the new address.
0: Rock Mornings with With Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.